It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch, race fans. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. And do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Uh, the Slick Track Series kicked off uh, Tuesday night this week. And to my understanding, had a very, very good turnout. And it is not too late to get involved. Missing just one week of points will not set you too terribly far back. And you're still going to have fun doing it, even if you're not in the points. Like, I could show up every week plus three weeks, and I still wouldn't have a chance at the championship. But uh, I'll go every once in a while when I've got a little extra free time on a Tuesday night, and I highly encourage you do so also. One of the things I, think, I really like they do is uh, they take December off because they know that's kind of a busy month for people. So let's not even bother racing. They race October, November, and then they jump back in January and February. I think you need to lobby or we should lobby. I'll be on your side. You <laughs> should get lifetime points in the league. Then maybe over a 10 or 12 year period, you may be in the championship. They just, it's like a cell phone data plan back in the day. It just carries over when you don't use. Exactly. <laughs> I like this idea. I'll call buddy and see if he'll let me in. <laughs> uh, we got a big show lined up for you today. It's mostly going to be conversation and, and headlines. And uh, unfortunately we lost a couple of uh, big people in the racing world over the last week. So we'll talk a lot about that. Uh, and we're going to talk about some of the news and headlines. Don't have an interview lined up for you, but I think there's going to be a lot of great racing conversation going on. Plus, we're going to get you set for the Corn Husker Classic that is technically Friday and Saturday. We'll also get you set for the re rescheduled Speedway Motors night at the races at I-80 Speedway on Thursday, October 7th. So uh, be tuned in for that. We'll try to get you all the details. Dirk, let's kick off the show today. Some terribly sad news. We got the uh, word Wednesday morning that Jeremy Conkle had passed away in his sleep. Um, how old was Jeremy? I knew you were going to ask me that question. I don't know the exact age. Judging by his pictures, I would say mid-40s. Okay, because that, that's what I was thinking. Um, and I didn't really know him that well. But if it's the same person I'm thinking of, he actually years ago worked at the bakers where I do most of my grocery shopping on 90th and 4th. Mm -hmm. I know and, he worked at Eagle Raceway and I know he raced hobby stocks throughout the area years ago. Um, but I don't know his exact age and I, do, I don't know much more than that. Because he was every time he'd see me in the store, it was always race talk for five minutes while he bagged my groceries. So, yeah, probably that's probably you know, him. <laughs> you know, very nice young man, you know, mm -hmm. never, Never said a bad word about anybody, even if his favorite driver got crashed. He was bad racing, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of what I, I, I take from a lot of what people post. You know, obviously, when somebody passes away, people aren't going to post, you know, what a, what a POS that, that person was. And you know, <laughs> they will and when I pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, you can read between, between the lines on some of the people that didn't have a lot of friends and there's not a lot of conversation going on on Facebook. There is a ton of conversation. I'm seeing a lot of my friends posting that we lost a really, really good guy, just an all around uh, special person in the community. And, and I, I especially send our thoughts and prayers out to uh, Danielle, his wife, that is now dealing with the loss, uh, sudden loss 
of her husband. And uh, we definitely send out our thoughts and prayers as she's going to be going through a pretty tough time over the next, uh, what, couple of months uh, to year. Yeah. Uh, you know, different strokes for different folks on the grieving process, but mm -hmm. uh, hopefully she'll have uh, plenty of family and friends around to comfort her and, uh, you know, talk to the Lord a little bit. That's what he's there for. We also lost somebody on the national level. Um, and this is uh, a little bit of an odd story. Uh, we've got to watch him race several times. Uh, John West Townley, who was a uh, fierce competitor in the truck series and the Xfinity series. But he uh, was, was not a fighter. Oh, no. Uh, well, as <laughs> one time he tried to fight on the track was WWE oh, worthy. That's right. That's when he body tried to body slam. Do you remember it who Cole? it was? I was thinking it was Cole Custer, but I could be wrong. I think that's right. I think you might be right there. Uh, but yeah, John, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, seems to have had some sort of domestic disturbance. Uh, him and his, the latest police report I've seen is that him and his wife had separated officially either that day or that week. And he passed away Saturday Saturday night, there was an altercation at somebody's house that his now, at that time, newly ex-wife was at with, I would assume to be her boyfriend, and John brought an axe, attempted to, um, something happened, they haven't really said exactly what, but the third person involved in it, a Mr. Anderson, said that he was defending himself and fired multiple shots striking john west townsley and john's ex-wife they were both transported to the hospital she was treated uh john unfortunately passed away due to the uh the uh the gunshots and uh already of the injuries yeah yeah 39 i think i saw no like 31 or 31 two. fairly young i couldn't remember if it was a one or a nine but uh yeah 31 i think too terribly terribly young to be uh to be passing away and unfortunately uh yeah 31 years old he was born december 31st 89 and died october 2nd 21 ended his uh camping world truck series career with uh one win 24 top tens two poles um and he is the son of the zagsby chicken franchise which obviously was a major sponsor on the side of his uh truck and car when he was out competing for the uh for the nascar circuits yeah, the uh, actually the uh, original owners of of Zaxby's, oh, not just the franchise, it? but no, no, oh no, they they didn't own a franchise. They were the franchise. They, they started it. They started it. Correct. Got it. Okay. So sad news there. I you don't know. think we ever interviewed him on the show, right? Not that I'm aware of. I only met him one time, and uh, uh, I believe I was talking with David Starr, and he came on over and, and was asking David a few questions. Mm. but uh, that's the only time I think I ever met the young man. Well, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, passed away at 31. I know we have some hero cards from him uh, that we'll be uh, including in the uh, prize vault for this year's Pickham's contest. And uh, value, value of those just went up. Yeah, very much so. Gosh, that's tough. Two, two big losses in, in one weekend, but it, it both young, too young, far, far too young. Yeah. Let's see. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is going to be returning to JTG Doherty Racing in 2022 as the team will move to a single car effort. The uh, uh, Ricky Stenhouse will continue to drive the number 47 car in the Cup Series. Good news there. 
Not after, uh, the way s- he drove, not after the way he drove at Talladega, that ain't good. <laughs> he's not, boy, he's, is it just impatience or wrong timing? Like, is, does he just drive like it's the last lap every lap? I think he starts driving like it's the last lap as he's getting to the racetrack. I mean, you know, he, <laughs> he, he causes a lot of accidents. He really does. At, you know? at super speedways, I completely agree with you. I, I, I think that he just, I don't know what it is. He, he just, he's not good at super speedway races. Well, that's where he's got his only two wins. No, he's got a win at uh road course. Didn't he win at uh Watkins Glen? I don't think so. I know he won his first race at Talladega because we interviewed him the week after at Kansas, but we couldn't talk about Danica. Right. No more talking about Danny. I thought both of his wins were at Talladega. Well, and you're the computer guy. Look that crap up. Uh, first win was at Talladega. Second win was at Daytona. Well, okay, both. both so speedway. both super speedways. All right, so it's it's do or die for for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at super speedways. Then, pretty much, check better, out the record. Better way to put it. Uh, we got the word on Wednesday morning that Michael Annette was going to be calling it a career after the 2021 race season. The Iowa native uh, has a 16-year career spanning over 90,000 laps, and he announced uh, via Twitter that he was going to be retiring uh, from full-time competition. So grateful for the opportunities I've had, said the 35-year-old Michael Annette. Being able to drive race cars for a living has honestly been a dream come true for me. It's been a privilege to work with some great teams alongside some of the most talented folks in the garage. None of this would have been possible without the support of my partners, and I am happy to call them lifelong friends. It's those relationships and friendships that have been the most rewarding. Does it say anything whether or not he's going to return this year? Uh, I think he's going to end out the season. Is he racing full-time for anybody? Well, he had been, yeah, but he went onto the COVID list. And Josh Berry jumped in his car and won a race. Oh. Well, I didn't know if he was going to, you know, if this retirement deal maybe was a little bit preceded by that and was not going to race the rest of this year. That's I'm just asking. I have no idea. It just says that he's going to be retiring from full-time duty driving duties at the conclusion of the 2021 NASCAR Xfinity C- Series uh, season. Then, then I would expect him to be back in the seat the last handful of races. Yeah, I think so too. So we might try and get a hold of him in kansas city he's going to be gone that'd be a good idea and i'd love the fact he is a uh an iowa native which uh born uh 1986 in des moines i just want to note i said des moines i was just in des moines today (laughs) we've had this conversation i can't stand it when people call it des moines i really can't stand it when people call it des moines or des moines it's like they acknowledge that Half of it is French, but they won't acknowledge the other half. I like to call it Desmond. Yeah. Oh, and I know um, that drives you batty too. So it it's does. Okay. One career win in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Uh, that came in 2019 at Daytona. The NASCAR yeah. racing experience at Daytona. So okay. nice long career for Michael Annette. Is he? Does he have something to do with pilot racing? I think pilot flying. I think that's something to do with it. That's a family deal for him, right? Right. Yeah. Pilot uh, the truck stops. Yeah is uh somewhere in the family i'm not exactly sure if that's his, like his immediate family owned deal or exactly but yeah they've they've been on his car the whole career 
not much else uh, in the news. Anything you can think of that I'm missing? Yeah, maybe. Oh, does it have anything to do with the 2311 charter? Uh, not necessarily the charter, but maybe the driver. Well, we'll get to that in the uh, in the well, results. That's, that's more news than results. <laughs> Did anybody notice that Bubba Wallace won the race? I hadn't heard. I watched it. I heard. Which, which, by the way, according to a lot of NASCAR fans now, um, winning a rain-shortened race doesn't count as a win. Yeah, exactly. So, un- until you talk about, uh, like, let's say, I think Dale Earnhardt Jr., did he get his first career cup series win at a rain-shortened race? No, he did not. He got it at Texas in 2000, because I was supposed to be there. Both my brothers were there, but I ended up staying up here and working a dirt race. What the hell? Oh, well, speaking of... 2311 they have officially secured the a second charter and this will be for the 45 car driven by kurt bush um looks like there was no official details released on where the charter came from although conversation suggests that 2311 had been reportedly working with front row motorsports on a deal for their charter do we still do we still not know where the uh, Spire Motorsports Charter went to. I didn't know Spire got rid of their charter. Not Spire, Starcom. Starcom. Thank you. Too many S's. And it's reported to go to Spire. So okay, Spire Motorsports. Yeah, that's right. Because she wouldn't confirm it when we were sitting there. Right. Nobody would confirm it. And like I said, I reached out to Infield Jim and you know got the no comment deal. So I said I'd reach out. So I did. You know. Yep. We all knew what the answer was going to be, and it was. So. uh but that's another thing. I mean, they've been very good to us. Maybe we can talk to somebody in Kansas City. Yeah, that'd be great to reach out to those guys. And it'd be great to finally touch base with them. We haven't got to see them since 2019. Correct. Doesn't seem like a long time, but boy, does it sure feel like a long time. Yeah, it does. feels like forever. But mm. uh, And if, for, if anybody's thinking that Kurt Busch isn't serious about this 45 ride, uh being with 2311 he actually has the opportunity to be the first driver to win in all four of the major manufacturers because he's won with ford chevy and dodge and this will be his first trip in a toyota yeah nobody else has done that that's crazy and i think this is a great opportunity for for him and, and for the team, I think this is a great matchup. Kurt obviously still has the ability to win races. And 2311's got the funding behind it to be able to give him a winning winning car. I don't know if it's going to be next season, though. Well, nobody thought Bubba would win this year. Yeah. You know, and again, there was a small asterisk by it, but there's been many drivers who've got their first win with a small asterisk by it. There's no asterisk by that. If there's no asterisk in baseball for uh, for the home run record, there's no asterisk in winning a race because of a rain-shortened race. There's no asterisk. <laughs> I did think it was interesting, though, when they were talking. You didn't watch the race Monday, then? I did not, know. They were talking as they were coming down to the end of the second stage, um, how they, you know, because they were saying the range right upon the track. They were, you know, going in on, on radios and stuff, and crew chiefs were going back and forth. And... Uh, um, but they were talking about how they were going to give points out, you know, once the rain hit, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they didn't get the second stage finish. They were like three laps short. And 
they were going back and forth and saying they were trying to reach NASCAR. And I don't remember if it was junior or Burton said, uh, well, they'll get the, the second stage points. So Bubba's going to get 10 points there and then he's going to win the race. If the race does end with this rain, you know, it was before they called the race. Yep. You know, he's definitely, cause he goes, they won't ever, he goes, they won't get the, the race restarted before the stage that won't happen. So he's going to get the stage win. So it's just interesting way they were doing that. I didn't think if they didn't complete the second stage, they'd award the points for it. Yeah, that's kind of interesting about that. But that's what Jeff Burton said it was probably going to go down. So, hmm. you know, I just figured they didn't complete it. They wouldn't award it. You know, they're they're going to award the, the final race points, you know, for the win, even though they didn't complete it. So I guess giving him the stage win when they didn't complete it falls in line with that. So. Well, you heard it here first. Bubba Wallace, driver of the number 23 car for 2311 Racing, picks up his first career cup series win at a rain-shortened Talladega race. Brad Kozlowski comes home second. Joey Logano third. Kurt Busch fourth. Christopher Bell with a top five. Chris Busher, Denny Hamley, Kevin Harvick, Eric Jones, and Anthony Alfredo top 10. Walk me through just a little bit here. Uh, again, I, I missed it because I was stuck working. Alex Bowman, 38th, Kyle Larson, 37th, and William Byron, all playoff contenders. Byron finished 36th. I mean, I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark here and say accidents? Correct. Okay. Looks like uh, Bowman was not able to complete, uh, finish the race after lap number 97. Uh, Larson, however, I saw he was involved in some sort of an accident, had some front end damage. Yeah, it was the same accident. Um and they kept working on his car as they were cleaning up the track, you know, making the, the yellow laps. He kept coming in. And, uh, yeah, the front end was all askew. The right front was way out of whack. And and uh, they were going back to green, and they told him that he had to, you know, make minimum speed. And it was kind of interesting because they said he made minimum speed on one lap. And like Jeff Burton's going, well, I don't know how you can do that. It takes you two laps to get up to speed. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But then the right front tire was just so out of a line that a brand new tire, he blew it in two laps oh. and, and went into the wall. But that caused another yellow. So he got another five minute clock. Hmm. It was an interesting kind of the way they ran that through. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was on the track at the end three or four laps down i think he had such a huge cushion yeah and I, I guess the what i really wanted to talk about with that is the way that that cushion ended up playing out for kyle so kyle now still essentially your points leader no actually he's not danny hamlin has retaken the points lead danny is obviously already locked into the round of 12 with the win last weekend and kyle now sits second he is 21 22 points to the good a, a race at talladega not that big of a deal. Now they just retool and go back to doing what they do all year long. But now you got that lingering in the back of your head. If he has another bad day, he's only got a 22 point cushion over the, uh, the cutoff line. Right. Right. And the person who really got the short end of the stick out of this whole deal was uh, Bowman. Bowman is literally in a win or go home this coming week. Yeah. He can't, he can't advance on points. He can't get there. You know, it was a big hit for him. He's got to win. He's 52 points behind the cutoff. So uh, talk to me a little bit about uh, uh, Kyle Larson here. I, uh, do you think he's a little paranoid because he's seen this happen in the past? 
he knows that he can have two bad races and be kicked out of the playoffs way too early. Right. Well, you know, he had it happen. Uh, uh, what was the year when he, you know, he, he had a bad race the week before Kansas didn't come into Kansas. And I don't remember if he had engine problems or something early in the race. And he went from pretty much being guaranteed to move on to, uh, uh, you know, being out. Yeah. booted. Was it Talladega? That was the middle of the race. That, Cause I want to say he was involved in a big accident at Talladega. And then he lost an engine early in the race at Kansas and Kansas was the elimination race that year. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. Cause that would have been, I think the first year after we'd talked to Pat Warren the year before. So like 2017, maybe. Yeah, I think that's right. So it, it's happened to Kyle before and now it happened at a different team. And you know, that, that Hendrick motorsports is going to be doing everything they can to ensure that the guy that's got the best opportunity to win them the championship this year is, uh, is fully prepared for what's going to happen at, at the road course and keep in mind his teammate is very, very good at the road courses, Chase Elliott. Right. That's who you're talking about. And Chase Elliott had a solid run going the other day. So that I don't, I think he's, I think Chase Elliott's going to be okay. I don't think there's an issue with him. No, no, I don't think so either. I guess uh, my thought with that was, was, you know, like you've always talked about, I wonder if there'll be some, some working with Chase to, to ensure that Kyle gets in the, in the, into the next round. Um, there might be, I mean, Joe Gibbs admittedly was working to get Christopher Bell some points. There were several times during the race, uh, Monday that, uh, uh, Martin Truex dropped back, Denny Hamlin dropped back. They were all trying to get behind Christopher Bell to give him a push and, uh, you know, getting that fifth place finish and fifth place, uh, points for the second stage was definitely a big boost for him. Yeah. Whether it's going to be enough of a boost, you know, he's got another race to, to go yet, but it was definitely a big plus. Um, go ahead. Let's keep in mind that there are rules in the rule book that if NASCAR feels like a team is manipulating the end of the race, they will step in and do something about it. Yeah. They never even got close to the end of the race though. They were manipulating from the green flag. You know, they were, they were doing everything they could to help Christopher Bell. And I got no problem with it. You know, the only guy that was the only guy that should have been trying to help Bell was Denny Hamlin, you know, Truex ended up kind of, what's the term stepped on his dick a little bit because he was trying to help. That is the term. And, uh, you know, so it might end up costing him because he ended up getting in some of the damage in some of the accidents because back where he was at Martin Truex Jr. is currently fifth in the points. He is tied with Brad Keselowski, but Brad has the tiebreaker. They both have 3,095 points and they're 21. Excuse me. They are 20 points above the cut line. Okay. I, I didn't think he finished up that well, so he must've been in better shape than I was thinking he was before the race started. Uh, he finished 13th and no stage points, 25 total points on the day. All right. Yeah. Should we talk about the whole uh, Bubba winning the race thing, or, or is it getting pretty old? Should we just move past it? Well, no, we got to talk about it. It's still the elephant in the room. How yeah. are you going to move? I, I think it's it's great for the series. It's great for the sport. It's it's great for the team. It's it's great. Um, and it, you and I have been saying this for years. If I'm a, a Cup Series driver and I win at a rain-shortened race anywhere, I'm taking that as a win. But as a Absolutely. fan, I look at it and say, that's not necessarily a 
great win to hang your hat on. But you were the one that had the winning strategy on lap 117, just like somebody has had the winning strategy on the last lap of the race. Yeah, everybody um, with about 10 laps to go in that stage, everybody was racing because all their crew chiefs were telling them that it's going to be raining. We're not going to finish this stage. That's what every crew chief said. Yeah. Everyone, you know, and uh, everybody went nuts. And that's why, you know, they uh, Bubba was able to get to the front and he was in the front for a couple laps. It's not like he just got there and boom, they, you know, they threw the yellow flag, you know, he was out front and uh, whether or not he would have won the stage, I don't know. Yeah. If they, if they would have raced the last, I think that accident happened with, with five or six laps to go and uh they got like two laps under caution before it started raining and they had to bring him in right and then it quit raining and they put the air titans out and that lasted about five minutes and then it was pouring and uh, nascar made the call then because they'd already said it was going to take two hours to dry the track yeah and you know that the oddball thing out of this whole deal that I that I pick up because the way my mind thinks is they made the rule change where it used to be you had to finish the second stage. Mm-hmm. But a couple of years ago they changed that rule and now you just got to be halfway. Well, wasn't it wasn't it before before all the stage racing that it was you had to get to halfway before a race would be considered official? Correct. And but then when the, they got the stage racing, they said, "Well, it's going to be stage. the second stage." Right. We get to the second stage. It's official. And then I, I think it was this year because you and I had that conversation. And you said you kind of liked it that way. You said, well, it, it should be that way. It shouldn't be to the second stage, which may not necessarily be the halfway point. It may be a little bit past the halfway point or maybe well, a little bit before the halfway point. This race was was 60 laps, 60 laps and 68 laps. So well past halfway. Yeah. You know, halfway was 90, 95th lap. Mm hmm. And they ended up, I think, with 116 or 17. 117, yeah. So, yeah, they were well past halfway, but they weren't at the end of the second stage. And if they would have had to stay over to run three laps. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I I was perfectly fine with that. You know, it just, like I said, it's just the timing. Good win for those guys. Any other thoughts on that? Yeah, there's a lot of thoughts on it. He was very humbled. Even when everybody was coming over and congratulating him, and he's, I ain't one yet, you know, they're mm-hmm. going to drive the track and we're going to go back out and race and, and everything else that was going on. Uh, he was very emotional. I've stayed away from reading any of my NASCAR stuff on Facebook for a couple of days because I didn't want to see, you know, like you said, the, oh, it's range short and race. It shouldn't count this, that, and the other thing, mm-hmm. or I did see one or two people post right away that NASCAR is going to call this right now to give Bubba the win and everything else. I think NASCAR went 180 degrees from that and went way past what they needed to do before they called the race. It was almost like they didn't want to call the race when they typically would have so that they didn't have to deal with all that crap. Exactly. Exactly. That's my point. That's where I'm trying to So. You know, I think, like I said, I think NASCAR went further than what they normally would have done just because they didn't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I knew as soon as it happened, I, I was texting with James Rowland and he said, oh, my God, Bubba just won the race. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah, it was a rain shortened race. And I said, oh, great. 
Because <laughs> yeah. now, now you got to go through this this week of, of downtime and dealing with listening to people talk about this. It's just, and I'm kind of scrolling through going to the first post of when Bubba won the race. And I'm just going to, I think it might be kind of funny to read some of these, some of these comments and kind of react to them. Cause it's just, I mean, it's, it's insane. Uh, one guy says it's very poetic justice that he got his first win at the track that there was the quote unquote noose that turned out to be fake. Well, it didn't turn out to be fake. There was a noose, but the but whole it, part of it. Well, it, it wasn't, it wasn't directed at him. They found that out after a thorough investigation and nothing happened because nothing needed to. Uh, Amy thought, says, Amy says, move on. No one has ever gotten this much coverage. Uh, Amy, exactly. I would like to, I would like to say uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. As, as an example, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Literally, it was let's cover first, second, third, and wherever Dale is. That's you know, my argument with that. I might be wrong, but I think it was fitting that he won in his home state. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I don't know if you've ever talked to him. I went up and took a selfie with him in Kansas, I think in 19 or something and chatted with him for a second. He, he's a very likable guy. If I was him, I wouldn't want to be toting the flag and saying I'm the second African-American to win. I'd be saying I'm the first half African-American, half white person to win. Well, that's the technicality of it, but I'd want to be the first, not the second. You know, I got this one. I got uh, this is probably so bad and I might have to edit it out. But a guy comments and says, well, Bubba Wallace officially has more wins than the Confederacy. (laughs) (laughs) There's a guy with a sense of humor and way too much time on his hands. That was funny. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's uh, that might have won the internet yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love the people that are saying that NASCAR is celebrating this win more than others. I would completely disagree with that. I think NASCAR has been very good about posting uh, on Sunday the winner picture. On Monday, the uh, products for sale. On Tuesday, they post uh, a conversation with the winner. This is a format they have been running with for about two and a half years. Oh and yeah, stuck pretty true to it. I'm just I'm disappointed. McDonald's. It was their first win since 1994, and they ain't even given away a free fry or nothing. Man, th- that was their first win since they had real burgers, real meat. You think '94 they had real meat? I don't know. That's hard telling. <laughs> All right, let's wrap telling. let's wrap it up for Nebraska today. Gets a sack, they give you a free Big Mac. Yeah. You know, well, they can do that because they, 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 they can do, I would like to say they, they could do that because Nebraska doesn't get a lot of sacks, but I mean, Bubba doesn't get a lot of wins. I mean, what, what's the most career wins, modern era wins in a season. Didn't Jimmy Johnson flirt with 10 in one season? Yeah. I think nine is the record right now. I think, uh, but what you might it? want to edit this out. So maybe make a mark on the time on the recording. <laughs> But at least McDonald's could have given away a free chocolate shake. <laughs> That's awesome. My God, Piper's going crazy. What's that? I said Piper's going crazy. She is so attention deprived right now. <sighs> oh, um. <laughs> I couldn't resist that one. I don't know if I'll edit that out. I'm going to send it over to the committee and see if I need to cut that out or leave it in. <sighs> All right, this coming weekend, local racing going on. Uh, the final race of the season 
at I-80 Speedway is going to be the re-re, re-re or re-re-re rescheduled Corn uh, I-80 Speedway, speed, excuse me, Speedway Motors Night at the Races featuring modified, sport modified stock cars, bragging and right late models, hobby stocks, and compacts. Modifieds paying $1,200 to win. So knowing modified drivers who always constantly complain about not getting enough pay at racetracks, they might have a heat race getting it. Yeah. Getting a $1,200 payday. There's probably going to be about 10 that's going to show up sport modifieds. There'll be 50 of them showing up because they're a thousand to win stock cars. I think they'll probably be around 30 because there's a thousand to win there. Bragging right late models take home 800 to win. That'll be a good field too. Bragging right late models put on a good show and have a good field at I-80 Speedway hobbies and compacts uh, hobbies, 300 to win compacts 200 to win adult tickets are 15 dollars. kid tickets are five kids five and under get in for free by the way i skipped over kids tickets six to 12 years old are five bucks pit passes 35 bucks racing at seven o'clock that's going to be i wonder do you think there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to race that race because a they got a free uh speedway motors 50 gift card and b they're going to be there anyways on friday and saturday for the corn husker classic yep i think they so too all that and the other elephant that's in the room that's in the back of everybody's mind, it might be the swan song for I-80 Speedway. You know, obviously Joe Kaziski has come on this show, but on the I-80 Speedway page and has talked at nauseum with drivers, sponsors, fans, people on Facebook, everywhere he can. The racetrack is not sold. And the going or the uh the 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 like the candidate that was going the farthest with conversations about purchasing the land was copar that's the the auto um salvage area that's right next to the speedway just as you pull off the interstate the insurance pool yeah there you go um they backed out in august and said um we're we're not interested anymore joe kaziski said that as a part of the clause in the contract signing the contract with copar was that they raced in 2022. My personal observation is I have continued to see Joe struggle with having the motivation and the energy to be able to, to, to do all this stuff. Uh, there's just so many hurdles and, and obstacles that you have to go through every single week to, to put on a good show at, at, at any speedway. And long story short, I think there will be a 2022 season because I think Joe feels obligated that he told everybody he wants to race in 2022. And he, he wants to have that opportunity for people to come out and watch every one of their major events one last time. I think he wants to have one more silver dollar nationals at IED Speedway. My money taking it to the bank, I would say that IED Speedway runs a limited schedule in 2022. I think they pick five to eight races and maybe run a NASCAR weekly racing schedule. I'm not sure about that. I think that's really where he and, and the rest of the facility struggled for, for, for energy to be able to, to do all of this stuff. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, I see what you're saying, but uh, um, I just, I, I'll be surprised if there's not some racing going on some type, somehow, just because I can only imagine how much money was made when Sunset Speedway announced that this was their last year. Right. And as a, that's where when people tell me, no, 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 he's keeping it from people. He, he doesn't want anybody to know. I call total BS on that because Joe Kaziski is one of the best business people I know. 
I don't know a lot of, well, actually I do know a lot of them with my radio sales career and, 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 uh, and, and, and just being around people. I know a ton of business owners. Joe Kaziski is probably one of the most successful ones I personally know. Oh yeah. Joe. And, and the big argument is just like you said, Joe wants to have one last year because he's going to have a packed pits and a packed grandstands as everybody wants to be at the racetrack one last time. You know, if, uh, if he wasn't going to run next year, there would have been so much about it this week. Yep. They would have announced it by now to give drivers plenty of time to make plans and come race the final race weekend at IED Speedway and for fans to make plans to come be at the final race weekend at IED Speedway. They would have announced it by now. So that's, again, I think that in Joe's feeling obligated to, to fulfill his word that he's trying to have a 2022 race season. That's why I think there still will be a 2022 season. I just don't have a lot of confidence. It's going to be the 33, 35 race schedule. Like we've seen in the last five or six years. Yeah, that's, you know, that could very well be, but I would be surprised uh, if he cut it down to like eight races. I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Cut it down. That few seems a little, well, extreme. I, I think I think to run for NASCAR weekly type deal, they they I know have a minimum, and I'm going to say it's probably twelve races, maybe even fifteen. Yeah. So, but in the fact that there's no other NASCAR track in the state, it's not like the NASCAR champions coming from anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Right, you know. nowhere else. And I wonder if NASCAR goes after a track to, um to become the, the new NASCAR track. Cause NASCAR puts a lot of money into I-80 Speedway supporting them any way they can. Oh, and, and the money they put into points funds. Yeah. And stuff, you know, the NASCAR points fund and the NASCAR uh, in- medical insurance is the best. It, 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 it eclipses IMCA by a lot. I, I want to say that there's a million dollar insurance policy on every driver that has a NASCAR license. At ID there, Speedway. There is no comparison. Yeah. IMCA doesn't even get into the ballpark when they talk about the money NASCAR dumps in compared to what IMCA dumps in. Yeah. IMCA takes care of their manufacturers better than they take care of their racers. True. That's why you got to have a sticker on your wheel and you got to have a sticker on your transmission and you got to have a sticker on this and a sticker mm-hmm. on that. You know? And of course, IMCA, I mean, I'm not nobody's stupid everybody knows imca is getting a kickback on all that crap oh not according to imca they don't get a kickback on any of that stuff exactly all right we talked about thursday the speedway motors night at the races again featuring modified sport modified stock cars bragging right late models hobbies and compacts coming back on friday night number one of the two night season finale at speedway the cornhusker classic presented by speedway motors uh let's see friday is going to be double heat races for modifieds, well, everybody wins 50 bucks for winning a heat race. And then they're going to have B features on Friday. And all of that is going to set up your Saturday night A features. And I would assume we're probably going to do some sort of last chance qualifiers. I would assume, but I don't know. Yeah, they got um, B features listed on Friday. So that's why I would assume they're running on, on Friday. But I talked to Joe earlier today and he said, we're running double heat races on Friday. And then Saturday is our feature. So they may end up doing, um, you know, as I'm looking at this, they may have end up 
just putting the B features on Friday because they had room in the column for it. But yeah, well, um, so they've basically gone to uh, a silver dollar nationals format. Exactly. And that's, that's what Joe said. He goes, you know, everyone loves the silver dollar nationals, double heat race uh, method. And, uh, and, and so we're going to go with that for the local guys. And I think that's really cool. I love how, how every once in a while, Joe will, will allow the supporting classes. I'm not talking about this for the Cornhusker classic. I'm talking about this for the sport mods at uh, the world of outlaws. And, and they did uh, uh, qualifying races. They, or they did uh, uh, time trials for the sport yeah. mods. Nowhere else does a sport mod driver get to do time trials, but it's something that they always see the bigger classes do. And now they got an opportunity to go do it too. And I, I just think that's really cool that I80 Speedway gives those teams the opportunity to do that. And these drivers are going to get the opportunity on Friday to do the double heat races and kind of figure out the strategy behind that. But check or out the, this. Or the lack of strategy behind <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, check out this, this pay. 5000 to win for the Modifieds on Saturday. 2500 for second, 2000 for third, 1500 for fourth, 1000 for fifth, all the way back. 800 to start for the Modifieds. Uh, the Cornhusker Classic. Only 21 cars are starting the field. Sport Modifieds, $2,500 to win. Stock cars pay $3,000 to win. Bragg and Wright Late Models, $1,500 to win. Hobby Stocks, $1,000 to win for the Hobby Stocks and $300 to win for the Compacts. That is a hefty purse. I wish I had a calculator handy and I could add up all this money, but uh, I would say we're, boy, you're much you better than... Unless you got the car count, you still wouldn't get it right. True. Because you, you, know, you don't know how many cars are going to have the tow money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I mean, you don't know what the actual purse will be. Just just the, the A features on Saturday, I think you're looking at probably twenty five dollars or $30,000. If you're paying five grand, you're probably going to get close to, to 20000 just in the modifieds. Yeah. You're paying five, five you're, grand to win seven, and eight hundred start. Eleven. It'd be sixteen thousand yeah. just with twenty cars at eight hundred to start. Okay, that's why I don't estimate things. We might be close to <laughs> fifty thousand then. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big purse. That's a great a paying purse. purse, and and it's a pink out on Saturday. By the way, anybody that goes out to the racetrack, make sure you wear pink. I know I eighty Speedway has pink out T shirts that are available for sale, and this is all to support breast cancer and cancer awareness uh big uh big couple of days of racing so get out to id speedway thursday friday and saturday once again thursday is the speedway motors night at the races this was a rescheduled race and then friday and saturday is the speedway motors corn husker classic great couple of days of racing and i cannot wait to be out there all right i think that's going to do it for us today don't forget sunday's race at the charlotte roval We'll be on the big screens at Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to the Lube today and enjoy some great wings. By the way, that reminds me, uh, had a big, uh, let's see, I keep, uh, what's my running tally? I think I'm over $1,000 after I uh, put some of the tip money in that I had uh, I had, uh, had promised. I'd, all the tips that I make on Sunday nights at uh, the library pub, uh, I've been donating. So I added another $300 to the uh, the pledge drive, but uh we're just over eleven hundred dollars and i would love 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 to reach my twenty five hundred dollar goal do you think i would love it more or you would love it more dirk 
I just got to figure out if you get close, I might buy stock and toilet paper and go ahead and put you <laughs> over there. <laughs> I've been kind of preparing a little bit, eating hotter and hotter foods, trying to anticipate that I am going to have to do this challenge because because we're getting pretty close. I think actually now that I put in that money, we're at $1,250. So I'm halfway there, literally halfway there. But I've only got, uh, what, till the 14th, next Thursday. So a week to get it over with, to get to that drive. So please, please, please help me get there. I would love to uh, to get to the $2,500 goal. And if you haven't been paying attention to listen to the show, the reason why is because if I get to that $2,500 goal, I'm going to do the Triple Atomic Challenge of Quaker Steak and Lube. We'll be shooting a video for it. It'll go up on our Facebook page. We may even do it live. We'll see, but uh, it'll be a, a fun time. And I'm, I'm excited to raise $2,500 for the uh, Alzheimer's Association. I am not excited about the uh, the pain that will come when I hit that goal, but uh, I'll feel good about it when, when I do hit that goal. So please, $5, $10, $20, whatever you can spare. It makes a big difference and I'll get there. I've got uh, uh, plenty of great people that are that are willing to support. I think I can get there, but I need you guys to step up and help me out with just seven days left. So please, uh, or, uh, well, as of recording, eight days left. But uh, jump in there and help me out, please. I'd love to get to $2,500. I wonder if they'll uh, let me come down and set up a table Saturday night. We'll do a 50-50 raffle with you getting half of it. Ooh, that'd be fun. Whatever we got to do, we do it at, uh, well, I don't want to do it at Classic Car Cruising because the uh, Wheels of Courage people already do that. But um, if you want to find the fundraiser, it's on my personal Dan Taylor page. I'll share it on the Fred Stretch page again. Uh, it's You could donate through Facebook. They don't keep any money of it. It goes right into the Alzheimer's Association. I don't see any of it. It's not me transacting anything. Uh, it's just, it's, a, it's easy a way to donate 5, 10, 15, 20 bucks. Uh, but uh, yeah, any way we can get there, I'm all about it. I mean, as, as you guys could see with donating proceeds from the chicken egg sale, the duck egg sale, the uh, pickles, the jalapenos, anything I can, donating tips from when I work on Sunday nights at the library pub, uh, just trying to get there as quickly as I can, and, and I need, appreciate anybody's help. All right, <clears throat> enough of that. What else we got to talk about? Anything? We cover it all? Sunday's race at Charlotte? I think we got everything pretty much covered. Uh, Sunday's race is at one o'clock central time. Uh, it is a 109 lap race stage breaks at 2550. And then the final, uh, checkered flag will wave at 109, 252 mile race coverage is going to be on NBC. And see uh, that now this is one of them races with the stages, 25 laps, the first stage, 25 laps, the second stage, and they're still not the halfway. Right. Right. And you get the 55 laps to be the halfway. Get your picks in on time for the Rick Haven Ridge Pickums contest. Uh, don't forget, find out what Rick can do for you today, rickhavenridgeadvice.com. And uh, we hope to see you at the racetrack this weekend. Are you going to make it out for the Cornhusker at all? I am going to try to, but that's in the future, so it's hard telling. Well, let me know if you get out to IED. Come sit up. Well, I don't know. Getting up uh, 72 stairs is quite a ways, but you're welcome to come sit up in the booth with us. Oh, I can just lay down and you guys can pull me up with a rope. <laughs> we'll get that dumb waiter finally installed. Yeah. Take about six of you guys to get on the other side. <laughs> All right, race fans, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Make sure to follow the Fred Stretch Facebook page. That way you can watch all the videos from the winners, interviews, and race recaps. We're going to be wrapping that up. And then, uh, oh, you know what? Let's talk real quick. We haven't gotten the signal that we're out of uh, time, but... I wanted to kind of throw an idea by you and see what you thought. 
you know, we've been doing a lot of those videos with the, uh, the race winners and race recaps and from IAD Eagle. And then Anthony Ainsley has been really good about giving us uh, videos. What do you think about doing some sort of like oddball award show uh, for the videos that we posted on Facebook this last year? Yeah, we could do something with it. Maybe uh, run it together with our uh, championship party. Yeah. You mean in like in November for the Phoenix party? Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I was kind of thinking of something like, uh, you know, just simple award plaques, but then it would be, you know, like most um, most viewed video, uh, maybe even the most listened to podcast episode. Uh, I know Joe Kaziski's in conversation about the the, uh, the state and the sale of IED Speedway and Adam Gullian's interview. Those two are, are the top two. So maybe they get an award for, I don't know, something like that. Just something fun to give out. Maybe they get a gift card somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's something, you know, I'd never thought about it, but we can, uh, maybe we can decide down to a couple and, uh, you know, maybe with three weeks to go or first part of November, throw it out on Facebook and take votes. Yeah. You know, we'll put like a couple categories out there and then put uh, three in a category or whatever and tell people to listen to them and vote which one they think's best. And Yeah, I think it'd be kind of fun. End of the year thing. People always looking for fun things to do. I think that'd be kind of different for us to do. Yeah. We'll grab a sponsor to get some gift cards. and Yeah. Anyways, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Get out to the racetrack this weekend and support IED Speedway, support local dirt racing, and then watch the uh, Charlotte Roval Sunday at 2 o'clock at Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. I think I said 2 o'clock, but I think that is Eastern time. Yes, I do believe you are correct on that. So 1 o'clock Central time, you can come and watch uh, the – uh, Bank of America Roval 400 at Charlotte Motor Speedway at Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Big thanks, everybody, for listening. Dirk, uh, have a great weekend, and we will talk to everybody next week. All righty. Sounds good. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Dan Taylor with Taylor Computers and Repair, and I got another laptop for you that I think is going to go over great. Now, this one I think is going to be perfect for a student, whether it be high school or college, because it's a 14-inch HP ProBook 640G2 that has been upgraded to a 240-gig solid-state hard drive. This also boasts an Intel i3 2.3 gigahertz processor, and it comes with 8 gigs of RAM and is a Windows 10 Pro. One thing that it comes with that I haven't mentioned yet that is going to be perfect for a student is the fingerprint scanner. It's another level of security that you can take advantage of today. Now, if you want to get more information about this HP 14-inch ProBook 640 G2 for just $450, you can always reach out to me at Tailored Computers and Repair on Facebook. If you love wings, if you love rings, and all kinds of other tempting things, great times, great food, get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Quaker Steak and Lube is the official watering hole of the front stretch and the home of MAV-TV, featuring action from the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Great times, great food, get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Located on Mid-America Drive and Council Bluffs.
We all have that coworker that runs their mouth off at how great they are. They shot a five under par, 95 mile an hour fastball, bench press 375, brah. Wouldn't you love to shut them up by schooling them at Joe's Karting? Council Bluffs premier indoor karting track, professionally designed so each corner is your opportunity to embarrass your coworker. Call Buddy for your next company outing at 712-256-5278. Joe's Karting, white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue next to AMC 17.